Welcome back to Overexerted, a Lorcana podcast brought to you by Two Tired Dads. I'm Charles. And, and I'm we're your hosts. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest news and our plans for the upcoming set. How you doing today, Ben? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Feeling a bit better today? Yeah, you know, still pretty rough getting over a cold here. And of course, now the baby's got it, so it's never fun. Nice, nice. That's that's always the best. Yeah, we uh, we have had a cold going through our house for a bit here, but luckily for me, I got some good news at work today. You know, so get a raise. I'm feeling good. I'm on cloud. Yes, sir. I did. I'm on cloud nice. nine today. All right. Well, uh, first things up, we got some tournaments we could talk about. Uh, we got the Baraka Jo Bova. You know, my French is not very good. Uh, I guess I should have had you, being the Canadian, read that. Magnifique. <laughs> um, you know, we'll kind of skip past the Ruby Amethyst lists. We all know them. We all either love or hate them at this point. Um, but <laughs> in second place was a Amber Emerald Agro-ish Discard-ish deck with You Have Forgotten Me, Hypnotize, Sudden Chill, Daisy Duck, but also uh, Ray and Cusco and the Queen and uh, Tinkerbell, uh, Enchantress. You know, so it's a very interesting list where it's aggro-y. It's also doing some discard. I, I, I like the list, and it's interesting to see a list like this go second place against a bunch of Ruby Amethyst. Also, mm-hmm. a Sapphire Steel made top four. You know, Popsicle, Tomatoa, Bell. Uh, and then Beast, Tinkerbell, Cinderella, Grab Your Swords, all in the uh, steel package. I kind of like that. You're getting some additional draw with the Beast. It's just one copy of Beast, though. Uh, I find that odd, honestly. One Tragic Hero? I don't know. I know it's a packed list, but I would have tried to find space for at least one or two more. You know, because the Hiram, when he hits, he hits big, and maybe you don't care about Beast draw then. Uh, but... When you miss, you miss big, you know, and you're not drawing any cards. So I don't know. That's just my thought on that. Also in the top eight were a couple Amethyst Steel decks, which I love to see. One a little bit more aggro focused with Arthur's and Pinocchio's uh, and Pascal's and Maleficent's. And the other one a bit more control focused uh, without any of those cards. Uh, instead with Elsa's and Yzma's and grab your swords. Um, so it's interesting to see there's a lot of flexibility in that list as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually starting to become a thing, I guess, because the other tournament I wanted to talk about was the SCG 5K. Mm-hmm. And the top first place winner there was an Amethyst Steel, actually. Okay, okay. Very nice. Yeah, so it looks like he's using Maleficent and... The, uh, the typical Madame Mim and Merlin to get the card draws and the free lore from the Goes goats. Saying. Fox for Goes the rush. Saying, yeah. yeah. Is he also running like the um, Pinocchio and Arthur's? Is that like an aggro variant? Yeah. He, he has the Pinocchio in there. He's got the Arthur mm-hmm. in there. He's got the Hercules for bodyguard. Yep. Yep. Very aggro variant. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Befuddle, let the storm rage on, beast. All that good stuff. Strength of a raging fire, but... Yeah, that's that's another one. So that's more am- amethyst steel, and then there was an enchanted tour. We had 
Ruby Amethyst, Amber Steel in second, and then another Ruby Amethyst in third. Those top three players all got enchanted rares. And then we had Tia Boyson's 1.5k tournament. First place was a Steel Sapphire, or Sapphire mm -hmm. Steel. And second place was Ruby Amethyst. Third place was Ruby Amethyst. So it's nice to see a lot of these tournaments. You know, we had the three that I talked about even just in that small group there. Only one of them was Ruby Amethyst that took first. Interesting. So we might have some new kings stepping up. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly everything's about to get shifted up here in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm excited. I already am looking at all the possibilities of different colors and just trying to decide what I want to use. Speaking of, what are your plans for launch? Well, I'm taking it a lot more casual this time around. I do not have any pre-orders in. Um, not that I don't want to buy product, I do. I just, uh, I feel like I'm. I want to just experience what it's like to just try to go to the store and get cards. Mm. Um, I think this is the set where it should actually be possible. Uh, I think signs are pointing to good allocations, even though I know many stores are saying they don't have their allocations. But, I mean, if you're looking at TCG Player right now, uh, booster box prices are already basically at MSRP, uh, which is the first time uh, a set has been at MSRP before release, or even anywhere close, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a very good sign that stock is going to be healthy. And you're going to be able to buy cards without stressing too much about it. I do want to get a few troves because I want those dividers. And I don't know how easy those are going to be to get. So that's a whole different bag of worms or whatever the expression is. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But the other thing is I really want to focus on actually making it out to some constructed tournaments as opposed to just league play. Like, I really want to enjoy a more competitive environment uh, than what is what you can achieve at a league night. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's kind of my plans for the next set. What about you? Well, it seems like a couple of the stores locally are trying to change their league night to be a weeknight, which makes things a little bit easier. I know my wife wasn't really super excited to have me go away for three hours in the middle of a Saturday. Makes sense. That's when, uh, you know, most families want to spend time with each other. So I might, I'm probably still going to stick with my main store, but I might actually test out another local store and just see um, what their Cheating. league seems like. It's It seems like it's going to be like a Wednesday after work. So it's kind of nice. Ben's Come unfaithful. Home, swing in, stop by, say hi. <laughs> stop by, say hi, grab my deck and uh, head off to the store. But guy's got no loyalty. Yeah. I still like my uh, close storm. I still have, I have all my product pre-ordered. Well, most of my product pre-ordered from the my main store as well. Still, uh, one case from the main store, and one booster box from the other store. I'm also grabbing that beautiful Matanui or Moana playmat there. Mm. Um, yeah, just just all the usual stuff. I had to grab the Scrooge deck box with the robin hood sleeves oh god here he goes and uh and uh i had to get a trove because i gotta see what's inside there other than that though i think i'm gonna i'm only gonna be using about two of them for drafting 
and I have a coworker who said he might be interested in in buying one of them off me. So I might only be op- opening two boxes and drafting two. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So try and try and keep it a little tame. I kind of wanted to go for the. You case said you were going all in on this to, set. You said I need a full playset of Into the England. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a bit better. There's other things I'm trying to save up for, and trips and stuff I want to take with my family. I love the. I love the game. I love the game, but you know, I gotta. I gotta dial it back a little bit before uh, my wife. No, that's fair. Before my wife really goes crazy. Uh, and I plan to use the singles market to help fill out my collection as well. Uh, I think yeah. single prices are r- very reasonable, and uh, a good way to get the cards you want without. Overspending on booster packs. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like I'm in the same boat as you, where I want to do, I want to do a lot more competitive play, and try and focus more on getting better at the game and less on trying to get the bonus points to get the league promo prizes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I still do want to go to league to get the promo cards, the pins, and once I think once I've got like if I can get all three of the pins, and all four of the promo cards, then I'll kind of, you know, maybe take a couple breaks here and there and be a little more lenient and not go as crazy as I have been. Um, but yeah, speaking of promo prizes, we've got How Far I'll Go, which I'm assuming is going to be a song from Moana, John Silver, Greedy Treasure Seeker, Kit Cloud Kicker, Tough Guy, Jolly Roger Hook Ship, I'm assuming a location, and we'll have a Lorcana pin, Unknown color at this time, I'm going to guess Steel. Uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, Corrupt Official, which we haven't seen that card yet, and Stitch Covert Agent. So if you're a collector, keep an eye out for those. And I know there's going to be, me personally, the first pin I'm going to grab, I would love to grab Sheriff of Nottingham because I'm a huge Robin Hood fan. But common sense tells me if I want both pins, I'm going for the Stitch Covert Agent first because everyone's going to go for the Stitch Covert Agent. Makes sense. Everybody loves Stitch. Other than that, we have... We got a ton of cards that we could talk about, but I think we're just going to handpick... What do you think, like 10 or 12 of them? Yeah, I don't know. We'll just see what we what we want to talk about. A lot of good cards, but... Um, I mean, I definitely want to talk about Pluto Friendly Pooch. Nice. One cost, uninkable, zero, two, with one lore. Exert, you pay one less ink for the next character you play this turn. Uh, amber character plays great into amber theme of going wide and for my magic players out there definitely reminds me of like a birds of paradise or atlanta war elf but it's not nearly as sticky as those cards are as it's very easy to challenge into a zero two no punishment at all so i think he goes in a bodyguard deck uh you know, it's time to bust out the uh, Musketeer's Tavern. I had a budget deck mm. from the first chapter that I haven't really touched since then. So it's time to revisit it, put some Pluto in, uh, you know, put the Prince in from Rise of the Floodborne. Uh, maybe even this, also the Pluto Determined Defender, the Floodborne, that you can shift this guy into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to revisit that deck. I don't think it'll be very competitive, but it's uh, fun for some casual play. Well, see, I'm I'm not as uh, I'm not as mechanical as you here, so I have to ask: Would you put the Rapunzel 
that heals three damage, draw three cards in there, as well as the Rapunzel that shifts that every time they heal, you get to draw cards. Yeah, probably not both. I just look at both because the possibility of if you're throwing in that Pluto, after you get that Rapunzel down, you know, you can just... She's kind of done her ability. You could shift her, and then she's still... I believe she's still gaining you two lore, but you're still drawing cards because Pluto's healing himself. Yeah, I just mean my main card draw is already the Musketeer's Tabard. Um, true, true, true. And then I'll probably have, like, Beast and the Beast Tragic Hero in there as well. So, you know, it's just how much card draw do you need? I don't know. It's certainly not a healing deck, so I don't think the the artist one makes sense. I think maybe gifted with healing, uh, but we'll just have to see what the list builds out like. Okay, I might have to go a different route then and go with a healing deck. Maybe throw in uh, some Grand Pabby. Sure, sure. See how it works out. First one I want to talk about is a card that I don't know if I brought it up on the show. I know I brought it up in the Discord back in the day when we were all in the uh, Lorcana HQ Discord. Look how far we've come now, Charles. We have our own Discord. <laughs> Fair. Uh, the card that I was talking about all the time was Robin's Bow. And I believe I brought up how Robin actually gives it away as a gift in the film. And uh, now we actually have a card. This version of the bow is no gift. Well, it's not a gift for your opponent, that's for sure. It's not gift wrapped or nothing. It's just left in the woods. <laughs> um. It's it's a beautiful card though for a bow just left in the woods. I I love the way that the trees tangling around it. Um, yeah, beautiful art, beautiful art. Mm -hmm. You know me, I love my art. Three cost, uninkable, emerald item with the ability forest gift, exert, deal one damage to chosen character or location. So basically, that steel Robin Hood that we had, except it has locations and as well. then. Yeah, exactly. And then the secondary ability, a bit of a lark. Whenever a character of yours named Robin Hood quests, you may ready this item. Oh, and the other Robin Hood didn't have to be damaged, I don't think. I think it was just deal one damage to a character. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So this has that damaged clause. That is true. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that damage clause. I always miss it when I first see a card. And then I look at it later, like there was a new Helga card that came out mm -hmm. that I saw it on. And I was mm -hmm. at first I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to stop that. But then I was like, nah, damaged again. Just make sure my characters aren't damaged and I'm good to go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see those those cards at first and I like them. But then when I see the word damaged, I'm like, ah. I mean, who's to say if he's damaged or not, right? Uh, your opponent. <laughs> your opponent might ask. I'm also liking the Queen of Hearts, Wonderland Empress, three cost inkable three three with one lore. Uh Amber character. Always here are my ways. Always here are my ways. I know how to read. Uh, whenever this character quests, your <laughs> other villain characters get plus one lore this turn. Uh you know, I think it's finally time to bust out those gift set promos and take a stab at a King of Olympus deck. Mm-hmm. So now you have a queen and a king. That's right. And they're both villains. There you go. Look at this. I'm excited to see what other villains that get thrown in that deck. There's quite a few villains now that we're on the third set or getting to the third set. Plenty of good choices for sure. Mm hmm. Well, going along with that, 
you're probably going to want Captain Hook's rapier. Yeah, maybe. Three cost, steel, item, uninkable, with the uh, ability get those scurvy brats during your turn whenever one of your characters banishes another character in challenge. You may pay one, draw a card, and let's have at it. Your character's named Captain Hook, gain challenger plus one. I mean, Captain Hook's a villain. I'm just going to throw that in there. I'm going to say that. Are you going to say that? I don't know if you know this, but he's not a good guy. Interesting. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, I don't think that makes the deck, though, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I just figured it goes with your uh, villain's theme. It, you know, ties right into your villain. Well, the villains need to go wide, so I probably need to play them with Emerald for Ursula. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe steal for Tiana, I guess, but you need to you need to have you need to be able to stop be prepared if you're going to go wide. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the tough thing too is if you want to build a villains deck to throw in Tiana when you could be throwing in Ursula. Ursula's going to add to it. Tiana's not adding to it. She's just stopping your opponents from playing yeah, stuff essentially. Yeah, Ursula's a cheap villain. She fits in the deck very nicely. Mm-hmm. But I do like the rapier. It's not a bad card. Fantastic art. Hopefully we get more of a challenge meta. Certainly, we certainly thought cards like Shere Khan and Queen of Hearts uh, were going to be good. And neither really saw any play because there just wasn't much of a challenging meta. We'll see what happens this time around with locations. Maybe it switches it up a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It kind of feels a lot more like Ravensburger's uh, Villainous at this point because you had locations in that and uh it's it's very similar to villainous in that aspect like there's like some key things that i see from the games that i have played a villainous it's been a while it's kind of cool to see i like it it's yeah i don't know i never nice played that twist. but i've been saying since the beginning that like it was so weird that they had characters and items and actions and songs but they didn't have locations like disney has these iconic locations and oh yeah why aren't we using them uh and now we are yeah i remember saying like oh yeah it's going to be something similar to pokemon stadiums stuff like that all the speculation in the early days that we had oh yeah we had ideas well i know you like this next one so i'll let you talk about it lucky dime uh a seven cost uninkable item which is crazy expensive for an item. It's also our first legendary item. Uh, and it says, number one, exert, pay two ink, choose a character of yours and gain lore equal to their lore. You know, obviously, Tomatoa comes to mind as a card mm-hmm. that synergizes with that very well. But there's, a, I mean, even if you just had a four, co- you know, a four lore character out, well, I shouldn't even say a three lore character. You know, four lore characters aren't that easy to come by. Uh, Bell, though, comes to mind. Is, it could have five lore. You probably are pretty close to ten ink by the time you're getting this on the table. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely something I want to play around with. It probably doesn't make sense, but the villain's deck is pumping up Hades to have a bunch of lore. This could... It, no, it's, a, it's a, that's bad. That's bad. I'm going to quit giving up bad ideas. <laughs> uh but I mean Tomato is a villain. <laughs> but uh I like this. I like this. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. 
I remember when I first saw it, I was trying to figure out ways that I could make it work. One thing I thought of was uh, Audrey Ramirez. Another card that was recently uh, released, which was the five cost inkable. Sapphire, two strength, five willpower with two lore and ward and the ability whenever this character quests ready one of your items. So, you know, use the dime, quest her, use the dime again. If you're using it on something that's got four lore or if you're using it on like a Tomatoa that's that's stacked up, you're already over halfway there. And I hope, I hope that you've got quite a bit of lore by the time you get that lucky dime down already. You might be able to just wrap that game up. Yeah, it's an interesting card. Uh, probably will turn out to not be very good, but I still want to mess around with it. Mm -hmm. One thing I was going to say, nothing on the line here, just a friendly bet. No. What? Go ahead. No, 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 not no items, no items for bet. Do you think we are going to get items, locations, or actions in this set as an enchanted? Uh, no. Well, yeah, I could see an enchanted location. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we'll have an enchanted item or action set but i would i'm gonna go out on a limb and say one item one location and the rest will be characters interesting Ooh, could have an enchanted song technically an action yeah i thought about it but i think it's probably too soon people want to see their favorite characters you know it's a very character focused game character focused ip so i think We'll mostly just see characters for a while till they get bored doing that. Mm -hmm. Do you think we get a morph? Uh, you think we get a morph enchanted? Uh, no, I don't think we get an enchanted of a regular rare. <laughs> uh, morph's pretty cool though. Two cost inkable, two one with one lore, and the ability mimicry. You may play any character with shift on this character as if this character had any name. So as long as you're splashing emerald, you've got a two-cost shift target for all your Bloodborne characters. Mm -hmm. uh, goes great in a Bucky deck to ensure that you got your shift targets. Um, I think pairs nicely with Steel. We're now Beast as a shift target. Tinkerbell has a two-cost shift target instead of three. Maybe even like a Hercules. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Cinderella. Well, Cinderella's already got a great one cost shift target, though. But it's nice to have mm -hmm. one character that's filling the shift target for many, especially as you mulligan, right? And you're like, I don't know, so many times playing like Steel Song, it's like, well, I've got a one cost queen and a one cost stitch, and I don't have any of the shifters. And it's like, feels like you always guess wrong, you know? You get mm -hmm. rid of one mm -hmm. and draw the. The floodborne of that. Ugh. I always get the opposite. I always start with the uh, floodborne in hand, and then I'm like, "Do I get rid of them?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, if I get the card, then you know that's, and if I keep it, I don't get the shift." Yeah, you know. But if I, if I, if I get rid of it, then I'll get the one cost or the two cost, and I'm like, "Come on!" Yeah, every single but, time. Yeah, if you're playing multiple floodborns, I really like this morph as an option in the deck. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's one thing that is those cards that those cards that have the abilities where they're triggered by you playing a Floodborne, I feel like those cards get better the further the game progresses because you're going to have a lot more Floodborns that you can use. Sure, yeah. Well, let's talk about Prince Eric, the four-cost, uninkable, two-strength, two-willpower, two-lore with the ability Surprise Maneuver. When this character is banished, you may banish Chosen Character. You know, I don't hate it. It's uh, being uninkable, though. I don't know. Uh how often it's going to make it into a deck, but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Best for two. Get value out of uh, it being banished. Mm-hmm. Assuming they have a character. I kind of like... Yeah. I kind of like that it's when he's banished, you get to banish chosen character instead of like when a character challenges this and banishes it, banish that character as well. Because how many times do people just take that out with a an action or another side. Yeah. It's up. not banishing a challenge. So, I mean, even like a lady Tremaine, this hits lady Tremaine back. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. Yeah. And then we got the bosses on a roll, uh, three cost inkable amethyst action song. Look at the top five cards of your deck, put any number of them on the top or bottom of your deck in any order. Gain one lore. I'm very high on this card. The fact that it's a three-cost song that gains you a lore, so you don't even, like, you're not losing out on the quest by singing this. And then you get to dig five cards into your deck. Um, You know, it's not card advantage. In fact, you're losing a card. It doesn't even draw you one to replace itself. But in every other way, it doesn't slow down your tempo at all. Mm-hmm. I I really quite like it. I don't think it's like a four of, but definitely can see tossing a couple of these in my deck. Mm-hmm. Um, especially maybe like a control type, more control-ish deck where you need to dig for answers at times. Yeah. There's a, uh, it's, it's funny because I'm like sitting here staring at these cards and there's a lot of good looking cards in this set. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The art's definitely top notch. I mean, it always has been though. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the last card that I'll talk about tonight is the two-cost inkable action steal Baboom. Deal two damage to chosen character or location. It's basically uh, smash, but you can hit a location, and it only costs two. Does one less damage. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't mind challenging locations. They don't hit back. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is usually why it's nice to have an action to get rid of a character because you're taking damage back. It's like, yeah, it's, it's hard to compare to anything directly. Smash costs one more, but it's more stuff. <sighs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not too stoked on it. Yeah. I think steel has better options. Yeah. I feel like steel, uh, it's kind of nice. I don't know. We're in set three. It's kind of nice to see that each ink is kind of having its uh, set thing that it does. I kind of am interested to see more of that. And you, you see a little bit of it, you know, some of them bleeding into the other ones here and there, but it's not full on. No, I think they've all got pretty good identities. Mm-hmm. Well, should we crack a pack and get out of here? Yeah. All right. I'm going to crack one that you sent me. Okay. 
We got Radigan, Basil, Snow White, Honey Wizard, Alicia, Donald Duck, Pinocchio, Mother Gothel, Mouse Armor, Shere Khan, Beast Tragic oh, Hero, and Pete Bad Guy Four. Out of here! <laughs> You're leaving already? Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I've been trying so hard to open Tragic Heroes. Here I learned that I just mailed you one. I know. I'm so sorry. It's like you want me to send it back? Yeah, or? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll pay return shipping. <laughs> what a guy! He's gonna even pay return. What's that? You're like eight or ninth tragic hero. Uh, if you include the foil one that I traded away really early, uh, that would be the seventh oh, one. Only seven. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I got tr- uh, with this one. I'll have two sitting in my trade binder. I just don't know what I'm gonna do with them. I mean, if I had one more, I might be able to get an enchanted for them. Oh, poor Ben. He's just got these tragic heroes that he doesn't even know what to do with. What was me? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's okay. I won't pull any of the good cards in the next set. Don't worry. All right. Here I go. Uh, Panic. James. The Queen. Croquet Mallet. Peter Pan's Dagger. Let the Storm Rage on. Madame Snake. Queen of Hearts. Li Shang. Pete Bad Guy. Not a bad first rare. Uh, Miss Jetson Housekeeper. Mm. Foil Prince Charming. Mm. And I guess it's a foil rare, but I'm going to call that pack a big miss, especially while you're over here opening tragic heroes that I mailed you. This is why I'll <laughs> never sorry. bet you again. <laughs> Don't. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. I'm done. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Not. But. No, he's not. Don't. On my way home. Good. On my way home, riding that high of getting the good news at work, because it came right at the end of the day. I had to test my luck one more time, so I pulled into the LGS and I bought three packs. Okay. Fresh box, pulled all three packs right off the bottom. Okay. We've got an Elsa, a Maleficent, and a Brave Little Taylor. Which one should I open? Mm, Elsa. Elsa. Like your, I like your choice. All right, here we go. Maybe I just save the other two for the next episodes. Uh, Stolen Scimitar, Aurora, Tangle, Stitch New Dog, Archimedes, Beast Mirror, Mickey Mouse, uh, True Friend, Beast Hard Headed, Captain, Heart of Your World, The Queen, and an Anna Foil. Ah, that feels like a miss. There you go. Now you can feel better. Not really. Does that erase that you just opened a tragic hero? No. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm out of here. (laughs) All right. Well, we're having a short episode tonight. Thank you for tuning in and venturing out with us on this magical journey. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at OverexertedCast. Have a great week, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Have a good week, everyone. Also, check out Citizens of Lurkana. Uh, We're actually going to be on their podcast this week. So if you want to hear more of us, we'll be on another podcast this week. (laughs) 